Well, guys, it's time to recap week nine of the NFL. I'm joined with Matt and Bobby, as always, as we do a roundtable of all the games this week here on the Extra Point. What's up, Matt? What's going on, guys? Doing well. Doing well. Bobby, what's up, man? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Doing well. Busy. Um, good week of football. Oh, yeah, absolutely. A lot of uh, a lot of teams losing that uh, I had in my top five, and then the question marks are starting to come up for sure. Uh, you know, as we're getting into the second part of the season, we're going to go ahead and go through some of the games. But before that, we have to talk about a rule that or a approval that was just passed by the NFL owners. So kind of the skimmy of this really is, is if for whatever reason, one week of the season is canceled for a team in a meaningful game due to COVID, uh, they are going to expand the rosters for, or the playoff seeds from 14 teams to 16 teams. Now they just did go from 12 to 14 last season into this season, but they're saying if, for whatever reason, meaningful games are missed, they are going to expand it two more teams to 16. So basically half the league gets into the playoffs at this point. So it's just not a whole lot to comment on right now, but we'll keep an eye on that as it goes forward. Uh, Week 9 football, yeah, guys. uh, Bobby, you already said it, but Matt, I'm sure you feel the same way. A lot of good games this week, huh? Yeah, for sure, man. A couple... Oh, just right off the top, of course, that Panthers-Chiefs game was, was amazing to watch. I don't oh, know if man. you guys saw any of that one. I did. We're definitely going to talk about that one along with a few others. I know Bobby wants to touch on Pittsburgh-Dallas for sure, so we'll definitely do that as well as a bunch of other ones, and we'll go over our our records after this week. So let's go ahead and dive right in with Thursday night's game. Green Bay 34, seven, uh, San Francisco 17. Packers moved 6-2 on the season. San Francisco 49ers fall to 4-5 and five on the year. Aaron Rodgers goes 25 for 31, 305. Four touchdowns, no picks, just like we're used to seeing them. Aaron Jones getting back on the field, 15 rushes for 58 yards. And Devontae Adams continues to be the beast. And, you know, if not number one, maybe two in the league as far as wide receivers are concerned. Ten receptions, 173 yards, and a touchdown over the beat-up 49ers team. Green Bay continues to win, and they got a good matchup next week against Jacksonville. Giants beat the Washington football team. Here's a stat for you guys. Daniel Jones is 1-17 versus the rest of the NFL versus Washington. He is 4-0 in his career. He wins 23-20 over the Washington football team. 23 for 34, 212, and a touchdown. Running back by committee has been really working for this team as they have several players getting rushing yards in this game. And uh, Alex Smith has to come in for Kyle Allen. Kyle, Kyle Allen goes down. Um, Matt, remind us, what was the injury on that one real quick? Dislocated ankle and a quote-unquote small fracture. Uh, it's looking grim. Uh, there's a lot of speculation on that injury right now. Though it's Again, yeah, just a lot of speculation. Nobody really knows for sure what's going on there. So we'll definitely keep an eye on that. I know Alex Smith is named the starter going forward at this point. So we'll see what's going on with Washington. New York does get another win, which in some way actually hurts them more than it helps them. Chicago takes another loss and is proving once again that me and Matt are correct in our, our disdain for the Chicago Bears team as they lose to the Titans 17-24. Tennessee moving to 6-2 and try, trying to get a stranglehold on that AFC South division. Uh, A.J. Brown gets it really involved in this game for the Titans as he has four receptions for 101 yards and a touchdown. John New Smith with a touchdown as well, and Derrick Henry 68 yards. Not a whole lot by not a whole lot coming from him, but it seems like Chicago really focused on trying to stop him and making Tannehill throw. And even though he only completed the ball ten times, it was enough to get it done versus Chicago Bears. 
Nick Foles goes 36 for 52, 335, and two touchdowns. You listen to that, and you would think it's the other way around, but Tennessee does get the win in this one and continues to look very impressive. Detroit cannot get the win versus the Minnesota Vikings as they've won a couple in a row now, moving to 3-5, and five, tied with the Detroit Lions in that division, 34-220. Bobby, you said you caught some of this game, right? I did. And yep. uh, let me tell you one thing right now, though. Dalvin Cooks, you know, you know, coming back off that injury they have right now. I mean, this guy is putting up astronomical numbers right now. Um, he's, um, I'm not going to put him in MVP conversation now, but um, I, I think he's definitely um, right now looking like the best running back in the NFL. I mean, his numbers are pretty, um, pretty significant as of late. You know, he, uh, uh, let me just pull him up right here. I got it. Uh, I mean, Dalvin, the last two weeks has been, beyond um impressive and um hold on here real quick 22 carries 206 yards two touchdowns and two catches 46 yards i mean i mean how can you not admit right now this guy is the hottest player in the nfl yep i had him back off the last two weeks i mean he is blowing up the league right now and he's actually in mvp conversation right now I mean, I'm not saying, you know, it's, he's going to be the guy, but he is what the Vikings need, and he's the reason why the Vikings are hot like they are right now. And even though they're 3-5, and five, but this guy right now is playing at the highest level of football that anybody is in the NFL right now. Absolutely. Hey, that was the one bold prediction that we got right. I had Del- Dalvin Cook going over 150 yards, and he did 206 on the day. Minnesota 3-5, nice. 3-5, and, five. Three and five. yeah. Carolina, Kansas City. Now, Matt, this is definitely – I watched this game as well. This was one of the funnest games of the week. But it sounds like McCaffrey is going to be down again for an extended amount of time. Did you hear about that as well? No, actually, I did not. I did not catch that. Yep, shoulder injury is what they're saying right now. They haven't said anything that. official, but he's looking like he's going to be out again for a significant amount of time. So, Mike Davis looks like he is going to be the man in, at running back again for – Carolina moving forward. They fall to three and six on the season, but they played a hell of a game in this one. Stayed in it close. They had Joey Slide kick a uh, try and kick a NFL record field goal at the end of the game, which had the distance. It was just to the right, uh, or, or the, we would have really saw some crazy stuff going on. But Kansas City eight and one on the season continues to look impressive and winning the tough games that they have to in November. So yeah, after watching this game, Wes and Matt, this was a really good matchup this week. You know, I know these teams are going to battle. Uh, Carolina is kind of thriving off their defense. Um, you know, obviously, Pat Mahomes is lighting up the, the score sheet right now. I think he went, what, four touchdowns, zero interceptions, went for 450. Um, what a great 10 game. I think Carolina had a chance to win this game with a 67 yard field goal attempt there towards the end. But, um, I mean, you gotta give it to Mahomes and all those weapons right there. Uh, you know, but McCaffrey, really impressive with him coming back, you know, after an injury and being a major factor in this game. Very entertaining game. I didn't think it was going to be this close. Great, great one by Kansas City, 33 for 21. Great game to watch. Yeah, it was. It was a good game indeed. Baltimore goes to 6-2 and two and wins versus the Indianapolis Colts, who fall to 5-3 and three on the season. They win 24-10. to 10 And, uh, Matt, I don't know if you caught this one. Did you see the, the interception? And then uh, Philip Rivers trying to get that tackle there? Yeah, I did. I, it's funny uh, because I, you know, I'm, I'm I got the ticket, the Sunday ticket, right? And I can you know watch multiple games at pretty much at one time, and I saw I just out of the corner of my eye, I saw what what was going on there, 
and then just to see Philip Rivers fall on his face pretty much and then just try to <laughs> grab at his legs and his ankles as the I forget who had the interception right now but uh as he's jumping over uh, over top of Philip Rivers that was hilarious I thought that was that was great yeah it was for sure Marcus Peters on that interception in that game but it, it, if you haven't seen it definitely go back and take a look at it it's it's quite the watch yeah yeah, that was hilarious, though, when Rivers um, was on his back and he stepped over him. But I'm not sure of the numbers, though, but Marcus Peters, you know me, the UW <laughs> Yes, the most interceptions. Um, he's in company with Ed Reed and somebody else, they said, for the first, I think, 25 interceptions in the first five years of their career. I'll look that up while we do the rest of this. But, yeah, he's the top of the company with Hall of Famers. Absolutely, without a doubt. Seattle gets a loss to the Buffalo Bills, 34-44, to and this was a hell of a high-scoring game. Matt, I think you actually nailed that. Uh, you said it was going to be a high-scoring game, and Josh Allen playing out of his mind, 31 for 38, 415, and three touchdowns with no picks. Uh, day after his grandmother died, he just they, they offered to let him not play. He obviously played. Uh, Stephon Diggs, nine receptions, 118 yards. I mean, he had just a great game. Uh, the run game never got going either, which was the most impressive part about what he did on that Bills side of the ball. Russell Wilson, uh, not a great day. Two picks on and two touchdowns. Same with them. Running game never could get going. They're on their fourth or fifth string running back. DK goes over 100 with a touchdown as well. And you don't see a whole lot out of Lockett in this game either, which is kind of an interesting one for me. But Seattle, um, until they can get that defense locked down, you got they got to be very eerie or weary of picking them in the playoffs. So we'll see what happens with this defense moving forward. Speaking of defenses, Denver defense could not hold up against Atlanta. Atlanta wins again, moving to three and six on the season. Denver falling to three and five. Matt, uh, we'll obviously get a little bit on this game later, but a uh, quick take on this game. Um, yeah, I mean this. That's the kind of the. The way I thought it was going to be a little bit closer of a game, the score looks closer than the game actually was. We we pretty much dominated, mm-hmm. uh, especially in the first half. But yeah, I mean, it's got, it kind of went the the way I, I thought it was going to go. Yeah, uh, I had yeah, I feel you on that one, 100. percent I was expecting a little bit uh, closer of a game, like you said. The score didn't really signify how the game actually ended up playing out, but. All in all, another one for Atlanta, and they're, you know, call it whatever you want. There's a little bit of momentum there. Uh, Pittsburgh, speaking of momentum, 8-0 on the season, comes back to get the win versus the, Ta- the Dallas Cowboys. They fall to 2-7 and seven on the year. They hang in late in this game, and actually we're driving deep into the end of this game. Uh, Bobby, just a quick take on this game. We'll touch back on you uh, later. Dallas played good defense, man. You know, I mean, pretty much, you know, the way the season's going right now, I mean, you're pretty much just playing for jobs and you're playing for respect. Um, I knew we were going to come out fighting. I didn't expect to win this game. We did put ourselves in an opportunity. Obviously, Gilbert, at quarterback, was, you know, his next man up, you know, when it comes down to the Dallas Cowboys right now. Um, Hard fought game. We had our opportunities. Didn't expect to win. It is what it is. I was pretty proud of their performance, but. That's how we are going to be the rest of this year, man. Play our opponents. Hey, there you go. We'll jump back into that game and get Matt and my thoughts a little bit later on that. Miami, two a time, two and zero oh versus uh, this week the Cardinals, moving to five and three on the season. Now, now we have to kind of talk about how we were all wrong about Brian Flores making this call. Now, I mean, 
Tua looked fantastic this week, going 20 for 28, 248 yards, two touchdowns, and no interceptions. Kyler Murray had a great game, too. 21 for 26, 283, and three touchdowns with 106 rushing yards and a touchdown. Uh, and both these players had a really good game. I think where the difference is is that Kyler Murray fumble. But other than that, it, it was a solid game. And this was a fun, fun game to watch overall. And, and you know, hey, Miami's making a uh, making a little noise with more and more teams getting to the playoffs who say they don't make it this year. Definitely something to keep an eye on. Uh, the Saints throttled, absolutely throttled Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 38-3. Bobby, I think you said you went to bed. It was 28-0 early in this game. Uh, Matt, I don't know if you caught this whole game, but we're definitely going to touch on this one a little bit more than what I'm going to give you. Drew Brees goes 26 for 32, 222 yards, four touchdowns, no picks. Taysom Hill goes 2 for 2 for 48 yards, and Winston even gets out there for 12 yards. Uh, Taysom Hill was all over the field uh it, without a doubt, it was fantastic to watch him out there. Hey, let me let me bump in on this real quick. Taysom Hill is probably the best utility player in the game of football right now. You can use this guy as a wide receiver. You can use him as a running back. And you can use him as a quarterback. You can this use him on special teams. He's on special teams yeah. too. He's yeah, literally I mean, everywhere. Ball player, man. I mean, I remember watching him at BYU. You know, when he was quarterback there. I mean, wow. I mean, it's the reason. I mean, there's a reason why he got paid the money that he has right now. What a great football player. Uh, Swiss Army knife of players, that's for sure. Tom Brady goes 22 for 38, 209. No touchdowns and three picks, and they also set an NFL record for fewest rushing attempts in a game with five total rushing attempts. Ronald Jones gets three carries for nine yards, Fournette one for zero yards, and Blaine Gabbert one rush for negative one yards. That's all of the rushes for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as they fall to 6-3 and three on the season. And the Saints earn a little bit more respect, I think, than they were given in that primetime game. New England comes from behind to get the win versus the Jets, moving to 3-5 and five on the season. The New York Jets figure out a way to go to 0-9 on the year. Uh, this was a fun game, man. I mean, I actually watched this entire game. I thought it was a really you know, fun game to watch. I'm not going to say good, but it, it was definitely fun. I enjoyed watching it. Um, that's all the games from last week and, uh, Philadelphia, Carolina, Cleveland, and Cincinnati were all on buys. All right, guys. So as far as our records are concerned, Matt, you got your lock correct. It was new England. You're eight and one on locks. Bobby, you got Pittsburgh's lock and I got green Bay's lock. So Bobby and I are both six and three, Matt, you are eight and one on the season. And then as far as our records for the week, Matt, you were the low guy this week at nine and five. Bobby ten and four, and I was eleven and three. So for the season, you guys are tied at eighty four forty eight and one, and I am ninety forty two and one. So nice and close still moving into week ten. But uh, we got him, Matt. We got him. Yeah, hey, I, I was looking at uh, I was looking at our, st- our statistics from last year, and we've all taken massive jumps. So, so that's cool to see, at least that we're all. Uh, we're all getting a lot better at this going into our second season. All right, Matt, go ahead and pick pick a game, any game. Let's talk about it. So, yeah, first one I want to talk about is uh, <clears throat> that Seahawks-Bills game. Let's do it. Uh, just because of how entertaining that was, especially coming down there in the fourth quarter, a lot of points scored in the fourth quarter. Uh, just a fun game to watch, and then yeah, like you said, uh, with Josh Allen's uh, you know grandmother passing away, and I mean you know wow, 415 yards, three touchdowns, no turnovers. Um, you know he he won that game. You know, 100%. He, like 
Yeah, all right, MVP Russell Wilson. You know, you want to go toe-to-toe? Here we go. And Seattle's going to get exposed here in the second half of the season. I mean, Russell Wilson can only do so much. Agreed. And you you see now what happens when he tries to do too much. He just starts throwing interceptions and, and that's capping both the lost two fumbles too. Exactly. And both both the weeks they've lost, he's had uh, I believe four turnovers in both those games. Uh he had three interceptions and I think a fumble in their other loss, and then he had a you know, another four turnovers tonight. So when they put Russ in a position now where he's gotta make things happen, you know, while he can definitely do it. He's gonna more times than not and have to, you know make a mistake. I mean, forty-four points is a lot to ask out of, out of anybody to to keep up with from a week-to-week basis. It'd be one thing if this was like once every three or four weeks, but this is an every week thing for Seattle, and it's not looking they good. Had, they had seven sacks on defense. I mean, the Bills also had five sacks, you know, on their defense. But I mean, when you if you looked at that, you looked at Seattle and their defense having seven sacks in one game this season. You would normally chalk that up to a W, and to see that they still lost by ten is—it's wild. It is, and and Buffalo. The big difference for Buffalo was third down efficiency. I mean, they were forty-one percent on third down to Seattle's twenty-five. So that's that's a that's a big statistic right there, especially in a game where they got to win. Uh, that being Seattle because of that division. But uh, Buffalo, man, they're earning my respect again. It, you know, they lose a couple games versus a couple really good teams, and you know, you start doubting them, and, and then here they are again, up against another good team, and they pull it off. Bobby, you got any thoughts? Nope. I guess he does. <laughs> How about uh, the other game uh, after that one? I wanted to bring up was uh, was your boys over there in, in Jacksonville. That game was actually. So it was – I didn't – yeah, again, not a good game, I guess you want – you know, it's a little ugly, but uh, it was still a fun game to watch, and then it came down to y'all going for the two, which I think was an awesome, awesome decision. Uh, I really – I was really pulling for you guys to, to get that and at least make it, you know, going overtime and whatever happens, happens. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, man, what, what do you think about your game there? Um, you know – it's it's getting tough. You know it's tough when your team's not even being broadcast in your area. So, so uh, that that was eye opening. <laughs> that that that, that yeah. sucked. You know, and the worst part about it is instead of uh, Jacksonville, Houston, we got Indianapolis, a rival team, versus Baltimore, a team who's got Clayus Campbell and Yannick Ngakwe on the same team. So it's kind of like, damn. I mean, slap in the face well, again. That's crazy. It's a division game. I mean, I know yeah. you guys are bottom dwellers right now, but like. You, what do you mean it wasn't in your <laughs> yeah. local demo? Yeah, Come it, it, on, it was man. not on. Uh, an I hour feel like and 15 minutes outside of Jacksonville. Teams, yeah. Like, I could probably stick my head out the window and hear the game. But, uh, no, <laughs> Jake Luton, he uh, he had a pretty good game. He started out a little shaky, but he kind of got it together late, threw for over 300. James Robinson, dude, he's we found our running back. He is the man. Yeah, like, he's, he's a beast. I, I like it. I like him. Um. I don't know, man. This 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 Jacksonville team is a lot like, you know, I mean Dallas right now in regards to the fact that their defense couldn't stop a you know a, a draft. Hey, we're right there with you. So, so it, it's it's bad, and then we just we we need a quarterback that's going to be out there and, and take charge of this offense. And you know, maybe we win a game here or there, but this team's got a long way to go. I, it looks like. The more and more we go through the season, and after the Jets somehow managed to lose that game last night. Um, it, it looks like we're going to be going for fields 
I mean, even like me and you were talking to Logan earlier, it looks like Fields is going to be the guy that Jacksonville is going to end up tr- trying to get because I don't, I don't think Jacksonville is going to get the first pick. I just don't see it happening. I mean, yeah, we, we're not – I mean, you know, we'll, the future will we'll decide that. Um, that'll play itself out and who's getting the first pick and, and all that and what the draft order is going to be. But, yeah, looks like you guys are, are setting yourself up for, um, you know, yeah, definitely taking a, a quarterback with that, you know, top five pick probably. So interesting times in Jacksonville, interesting times there, just as well as the Dallas and Atlanta, um, all of our teams right now and a little bit of peril. <laughs> yeah, let's go ahead and hit that game since we're still talking here. Uh, let's hit, let's hit that Atlanta game real quick. Uh, Atlanta, Denver. You guys get the win, 34 to 27, and in that game, which is is impressive nonetheless. I know you have Julio, uh, but no uh, no Ridley and uh, Zachariah with Zacchaeus. Is that what it is? Yes, Four receptions Zacchaeus, for 103 yeah. yards and touchdown. Had a fantastic game, and you know Julio has always said he doesn't care what his stats are. He just wants to win the goddamn game, and I love it. That's what I love about Julio. Uh, he's more than welcome to draw all the attention. But tell me a little bit about this game, what impressed you from it, and, uh, you know, what did you see? So, I mean, yeah, just right off the top, uh, defense in the first half was pretty much lights out, man. I mean, we didn't really have too much pressure on uh, Drew Locke. Looked like that was the game plan, though. Um, just not blitzing much at all. You know, we were going to just – drop our guys back and, and, you know, pretty much force him to throw the ball and coverage. And, and the first half, everything went according to plan. But, um, again, we, we play hell of a three quarters. And once that fourth quarter comes around, not, you know, yeah, it's hard to pinpoint, man. It's hard to pinpoint. But, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a point, you know, with nine minutes to go, we go up 34, 13 and, they score two quick touchdowns and in, in about two exactly two minutes of time, two minutes and one second, I believe, um, and and make it almost interesting. And I think he actually had a couple of shots. Yeah, he I think he had two or three pass attempts there at the end. And and you know, thank God he couldn't get it done. They were out of timeouts due to very very poor clock management all game long by uh, Big uh, Fangio. That uh, the head coach of the Broncos. Yeah, it seems to be a common theme with them. Their clock management skill is not good. Not at all. Jerry Judy looked fantastic. Uh, Drew Locke again started t- tearing it up in the fourth quarter in garbage time. So congratulations to him for that. <laughs> Don't think he's a quarter. He's a goofy look. I, I, I I'm not a fan of him. Um, he's athletic. He's 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 very quick. He showed, you know, how quick he was. He had a rushing touchdown there at the end. Again, uh, Atlanta with that deep fourth quarter defense. Um, I wish we could have held it down a little bit better. But, uh, you know, if the win's a win, I'll take it any day or any week in uh, the National Football League. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hey, I think we got Bobby back from his technical difficulties. Bobby, talk to us about one of the games you uh, you were you were watching yesterday or the last couple of days. Well, I mean, obviously, I was watching the Pittsburgh-Dallas game. Um, that was obviously way closer than a lot of people thought it would be. I mean, we're playing somebody that nobody ever heard of, like Garrett Gilbert. Um, 21 for 38, 243, one touchdown, one interception. I mean, what more can you ask for going against uh, one of the top defenses in the NFL? Um, Zeke kind of got going a little bit, even though he only averaged 2.8, 18 carries, 51 yards. But just seeing they control the ball. Um, a lot better than we thought they would. You know, Pollard, nine carries, 57 yards. C.D. Lamb had a touchdown, four carries, 71 yards. 
Um, I mean, really not much you can say about this team right here. I thought the defense played really well. Trayvon Diggs, uh, a rookie out of Maryland, actually did a really good job, you know, that evening, you know, in the secondary, Jalen Smith and Xavier Woods and all that. I just thought they showed a lot of heart. I mean, when you're coming in a situation like that, when you're playing, um, you know, right now you're just playing just uh, for respect, you know. So um, I don't think a lot of people, I know we didn't, expect this game to be as close as it was being no Pittsburgh way. now eight and then Dallas, you know, two and seven. Uh, they had an opportunity to win this game, you know, I mean, with, with obviously playing with a quarterback that nobody's ever heard of first career start or not. Um, it was fun to watch for me. I can't believe I watched it. Yeah. Yeah. Trayvon Diggs is, uh, he's actually injured and, uh, he's actually going to miss the next four to six weeks or, <sighs> Possibly the rest of the season, oh, and he was really yeah. starting to come into his he own. Was. He was the force fumble, ten uh, pass deflections, which is tied for fifth in the NFL this year. Um, Forty-one, you know, solo tackles, um, you know, which is top twenty-five in the league. You know, this we're talking about. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, a twenty-two-year-old, you know, his birthday's two days before mine, but. Shoot, he's born 98, man. Goddamn. <laughs> These young boys in there, man, as well. But, yeah, another Alabama player. I mean, we already know about his brother. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, and you know what? Let me, uh, Randy Gregory, you know, obviously <clears throat> all the off-field off stuff that he had going on was actually very active this game. I mean, his numbers were as high as they were when I, I mean, he had uh, two pass rushes, uh, two hurries, a tackle for loss. Quarterback for yeah, I mean, defense actually showed up, you know. I mean, you got to be up to the challenge right now, man. You're playing for respect right now, and you're playing for jobs. And I thought they had, you know, it was a good showing for them. I defense no did enough to win that game, in my opinion. It was just the that quarterback situation, which is, you know, you, you kind of expect at, the, at this point. Was that four, uh, four – um, four quarterback or four different quarterbacks in the last four games? Right, so, right. Yeah, it's not good. Never a good yeah. situation to be in, that's for sure. Hey, what about the end of that uh, Vegas that Vegas Chargers game? That was a that was a wild wild game. I heard about the ending. I did not catch the. I actually didn't catch much of at, at all of that game. I knew it was going to be a close um, close game though between those two teams. Um, I'm not, yeah, what did happen there at the end though? So. Uh, Going in at, to the end of the game, they uh they do a what is it a fade route, Bobby? I don't know, Bobby. Did you catch this game as well? Yeah, I did. I saw the end of it. Yeah. Fade route out to the corner. Uh, they initially call it a touchdown. Uh, when they go back and look at it, he juggles the ball. He loses possession of the ball at one point during the catch, and that was all it took, and that was the end of the game. They lose on that in the end zone at the end of the game. Uh, it was a. Herbert, it was a four-yard pass to Parham, and a lot of people were wondering why they didn't go to Keenan Allen on that play. Uh, Parham being the taller guy, they just kind of wanted to do one of those back, you know, back corner passes that Herbert made perfect. I mean, it was a great throw. There's no doubt about it. He just the kid couldn't hang on to the ball, and uh, they take the L on that one. Another way that the Chargers lose a heartbreaker, man. I mean, nobody loses heartbreakers like the Chargers. They just have it nailed down to a science at this point. Yep, Herbert, 28-42, two touchdowns, no interceptions. It, it was just a, a – I mean, the kid's throwing over 300 yards a game. He did 
I believe he got in. Didn't he get injured at one point in this game and come out? I thought he came out, but I guess he didn't. That must have been last week. He did, uh, they checked. I think he was in uh, concussion protocol. I believe that was him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, clearly came back in and finished the game out. So a freaking. Trip. Hey, one little thing. Uh, talk about another game though. Miami Dolphins and Arizona Cardinals. What a football game that was. You know me. I love the Cardinals. You know, I love my boys in the secondary. Oh, yeah. Got to give it to Tua, though, for his <laughs> second start. He looked a little shaky in his first start. He definitely showed um, who he can be here in the future, man. And um, this Miami Dolphins team, to me, I, I have to say, I think they're, they're the most um, – you know, um, I think they're the best team right now that we never thought were going to be a team that were who they were going to be. I mean, they're definitely um, they're playing hard. They're, they're, they can definitely end up being a dark horse team as the season progresses. I mean, they still have a shot for playoffs. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they're out of the playoff hunt by any means, but they uh, they're they're, they're they're a team that nobody really knows what to 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 look at. And, and you know, we'll see what happens going into next week. I don't know off the top of my head who they have. They, they um, got a hey, Michael Gaskins was. Is out for about three or four weeks, and guess who their backup is? Salvon Ahmed, who played and was their future running back. Another Husky boy. Right there, so. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and the, and the Dolphins have. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, hey, the, the, though, yeah. man, they're just playing. All, like, how can you not appreciate a team out there, man, that is just playing with? I'm not saying no names by any means, but we said Ryan Fitzpatrick. They got them. Those coaches are getting those boys playing ball right now, man. They're competing really hard. Oh yeah, they're believing. They're buying into the system now, and and that's all it takes. Once you get the team believing in the system, then you know they can do whatever. And Matt Matt said it earlier. They have the Chargers next week, so it'll be Herbert versus Tua. That's going to be a hell of a matchup. Herbert guaranteed is going to throw over 300 yards. I'm pretty sure of it by now. And I'm eager to see Tua what he can continue to do to grow because he has he did play a lot better than he did in his first game. Obviously knocked a lot of the rust off. They kept the playbook extremely simple. They didn't go crazy, which Flores has been really good about in these first two games. They're taking their time with them. I mean, this is the 30th-ranked offense. Keep that in mind. So the fact that they're 5-3 and three is kind of impressive. Um, I mean, it's just flat-out impressive what Brian Flores has been able to do in, what, two seasons? I mean, that's wild. And then speaking of wild, that Tampa Bay Saints game, man, that – I mean, I didn't see that coming. We all had Tampa Bay winning that game, obviously. So who's the king of this division right now? And Matt, I know that you 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 guys have been the resident kings in this division before, but as of this season, of course, between the Saints and Buccaneers, I mean, who do you got right now? I, it's tough because I think that is the best that you're going to see the Saints, and I don't. I still we we've seen close, but I don't think we've even quite seen the what Tampa Bay can do when they're hitting on all three levels of the ball. Um, Offense, defense, and special teams there. It's tough to say right now. I mean, we are midway through. They're six, you know, Buccaneers are six and three, New Orleans six and two. It's tough. It's too close to call for me. I, I need to see a little bit more to, to be able to declare it. But I mean, you, I mean, clearly, I guess you would have to give the edge to the Saints right yeah, now. Yeah, two out of the three uh, Buccaneers' losses are to the Saints. I mean, and Brady's picks look really bad. Two of those picks were awful. Yeah, I saw a crazy stat about uh, uh, Lattimore and Evans the last three times they've matched up. Uh, he's Evans has been thrown to at least two times. The first two times have been incompletions on all three games or something like that. He, he like Essentially, he's been shutting him down every time they play, and that being Mike Evans. 
Yeah, you yeah, know what? I watched mean, a little bit of this game, though. I mean, I, I broke it down the next day on the replay. I, I fell asleep because obviously it was a late game on Sunday night. Um, I haven't seen Tom Brady been uncomfortable in a long time. I mean, I mean, I mean, what were his numbers? Uh, no touchdowns, three interceptions. I mean, they yeah. were bringing the heat left and right on him. Like he was very uncomfortable, and obviously, showed one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever played the game. It made him really uncomfortable, and um, I mean, they were bringing the heat. And he was just, um, he was getting frustrated, obviously. That's how you can beat Tom Brady, though. Brady's not going to break, he's not going to beat you outside of tackles. As long as you don't let him step up and make his plays. I mean, Michael Thomas came back, obviously, for um, the Saints. He wasn't really a factor. I think he had a catch or two. Obviously, Taysom Hill was a guy. Even Kamara really didn't have that big of a game. That just shows you how kind of powerful that offense is when Brady's is clicking, you know, for New Orleans. Um. Yeah, I was kind of shocked at that. I thought it was going to be a really, really close, entertaining game. I went to bed when it was, I think it was 28 nothing late in the second quarter. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, just a uh, one of those crazy games, and then we still we still don't fully buy into that that Saints team, and that's just I think because we've all been let down by them year after year. They just can't get it done. Yeah, they're in the hot playoffs. and cold, man. They're hot yeah. and cold, hot and cold. Another one of those Green Bay type teams that you just can't really, you can't pin anything on. Um, Chiefs guys, man, they, the Chiefs just keep on winning, eight and one on the season. Uh, they find different ways to win every week, but this time they went back to what they do, and that's letting Patrick Mahomes do his thing. Tw- uh, Thirty for forty-five, three seventy-two, four touchdowns, no picks, no real run game at all. But they didn't need it with two receivers over a hundred, being Kelsey and Hill. Hill had two touchdowns. I mean, uh, w- what's it going to take to beat the, to to give this Kansas City team trouble in the playoffs? Because I don't really think. That Kansas City has shown. I mean, they've shown that they can struggle. But what is Kansas City's weakness, Matt? I'd say, if anything, it, it just a complete, a complete offense. Um, that's a team that can throw for almost 300 yards, and then also have a running back that can get over 100 yards in the same game. So, uh, you saw it when McCaffrey was in there. They, you know, he was slicing and dicing them up. It was actually awesome to see. Um, yeah, man, it, it, it's tough to say, man. It really is. Like you said, like you, it seems like during games you, you think that you start to see weaknesses, but then by the end of the game you see that Kansas City is finding a way to come back and still win the game. So I don't know, man. <laughs> it's, that's a tough question. It really is. Bobby, I mean, this Kansas City team, do you, do you, what, 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 how do you game plan against them? I mean, you got to play defense against them, obviously. You know, I mean, you're not going to win against them unless you score 24 points in my eyes right there. You can get away with 21, maybe 24, but you got to play defense. I mean, there's just way too many weapons on that offense to, you know, go into game planning. You got to realistically in your mind think, can we hold them to 21 and 24 points? If you can't do that, then you can I mean, there's just way too many weapons on that team right now. Mahomes is started off a little, uh, you know what I mean? Uh, he's healthy right now. Way too many weapons. You got to score 21, 24 points, you know, to at least be in the ballgame with them. Yeah, I agree with you. I think 24 is a good number, too, as far as what it's going to take for the 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 other team, whoever's playing them. They're going to have to get at least that two-stand-A chance against them in, in – what I just, I mean, it's unbelievable watching this team. I heard somebody make a comparison to, uh, they're saying that Kansas City is now like a team you watch 
like Alabama or Ohio State on Sundays, you don't watch to see if they're going to win or not. You watch to see how many points they put up. I mean, it's just insane. This team is just I mean, that uh, good. What's Mahomes? Uh, 20, uh, 28 touchdown passes right now to one interception. 25 and one. It's 25 <laughs> and one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's pretty, uh, pretty impressive. Yeah, and that's just go. And I don't want to get topic though. That just poses Seattle right now. You know, Seattle is a big team. Obviously, that a lot of us have going deep in the playoffs, but their defense right now is just, dude, they need to reassure that defense right now because they're showing they can't stop anybody right now. And they what, can score, yeah. but they can't stop anybody right now. No, I they. <laughs> I don't want to say this out loud, and Nick might hear this, whatnot, but, ooh, man, that defense right now is, they got some issues. I heard Jamal Adams is almost like percentage wise. Since he's been there as safety, is like sixty-eight safety strong, free safety included. You know, pass you know, pass coverage right now. So they got issues. Issues all over the place on that defense. They got to get figured out. Like Matt said, though, they did get a bunch of sacks this week, so that was nice to see from them. But still, forty-four points. That's not going to cut it, and it didn't cut it Sunday. So I'm concerned about that Seattle team. That's for sure. Let you know, I can't have my MVP getting beat up like this, man. Come on, people. I, I get it together. Uh, Matt, I'm gonna come back to you one more time. We're getting ready to wrap up here. We're just gonna touch on a couple more things. Uh, Chicago, we're, we're one more week to being correct with what's going on with this team. Uh, they get a loss again, but this time it's a little bit harder to decipher. As you know, Nick Foles has a pretty decent day, and I'm not gonna say great day, but it looks like the run game was the problem for the Chicago team. What, what, what say you, Matt? Hey, man, I think, uh, yeah, Nick Foles had a bunch of freaking garbage time stats, so we can have all that crap all at once. I mean, they scored all their 17 points in the fourth quarter, which shows a little bit more about Tennessee's defense than it does anything else. Uh, I mean, they were Tennessee was up 24-3 to with eight minutes to go in the fourth. So, uh, yeah, you had a couple – Touchdown passes there, you know, in the last six minutes of the game. That's fine. Not not enough. Chicago's lost three in a row. They're looking a lot more like the team I, I know that they are. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that, man. I think they got they got away with some. I mean, I'm not trying to touch back on old wounds, but they got away with one, obviously, in Atlanta. And they got away with a few other ones as well. You know, it wasn't just that game. And it, now you find yourself in a position where this team is completely stalled and it's going backwards. And... Uh, it doesn't look good if you're part of this organization right now, especially on the offensive side or in the front office, because you could be heading out the door by the end of this season, the way I look at it. This team just... Uh, that, that's a frustrating team, because you know they, they, were, not their, they were not their record, and, and you've seen it week after week after week, and now it's just come to fruition to where they're almost 500, and they'll probably fall to 500 after this week, and then start to completely fall apart after that, and It'll be another wasted season in that NFC North, one where they really could have taken advantage, extra playoff positions and all of that as well. Um, let's see here. I mean, other than that, that's about all I got. You know, we covered a covered a heck of a lot of the games this week, um, and we talked about records. Tomorrow we'll obviously go back, make our predictions for Week 10. We will give our locks, book it with Bobby, with grinding Matt's gears. That's all obviously tomorrow, and then we'll do our power rankings as well. Uh, and then okay. Bobby went off this week. Finally, got back on the track. He did. He did. He goes to three and seven on the or three and six on the year. Excuse me. So he's on. The, he, 
Any big news uh, down there in Jacksonville right now, uh, quarterback situation or anything else? Is Minshew going to be coming back this week? No, no, Minshew back this week. He will be out. He is progressing fine, though, is what the front office is saying. So it looks like he will be back to take over the following week. But it is Luton time next week against the uh, Green Bay Packers. Luton versus Rodgers. Hell of a matchup. Can't wait. <laughs> there you go. The only thing really coming out, uh, out of Atlanta is uh, – Sure, y'all heard that we we actually waived Tack McKinley. Which, yep. hey man, I I like that move. Uh, as of right now, I'd I'd like Raheem Morris to, to continue to be the coach. I think that was his move. Hey, you're disgruntled. That's not the way you handle things. Get get out of here. We don't even need you. I, I like that. I I really like that. That surprised me. I I did not see that coming. Um, and you know, I was gonna save this for tomorrow, but since you're touching on it, I'm gonna go ahead and go to it. After you know the first few games so far that you've seen out of Raheem Morris, I mean, you consider him a front running can. I mean, you just kind of talked about it right there, but do you consider him a front running candidate right now for that head coaching job? I, I like it, man. I, I like it. So as of right now, I mean, he he's three and one. Could easily and probably should have been four and zero. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we'll see. Time will tell. But I really like the way the the team is playing for him and the the way that the defense has responded. Yeah, man, I I agree with you. And I like I said when they first did the move, I figured I knew this was a move where they were gonna play for their coach. Uh, to this extent, I did not see. But now we did talk about it. They are running into a string of winnable games. So this is when they can create momentum. This is where they can get that confidence back and, and potentially turn the season around. I'm not saying they're going to go flying into the playoffs or anything like that, but they can definitely be a spoiler and make a lot, hell of a lot of noise. You know, I, I like it. I like it. Yeah, and you know what, though? Talk about turning the season around right now, baby. I'm calling it right now. The Dallas Cowboys are not going to lose this week, baby. Ooh. Well. Ooh, we, we got to buy. We're not losing. Oh, man, he did it. He did it. They are on the bye week, so it sounds like, according to Bobby, they got the dub. We got a bye week as well. Hey, the bye can be tricky, guys. Be careful. You never know what you could lose during the bye week. (laughs) Fire sale in Dallas, man. Man, we're getting them out for cheap right now. Hey, I feel you, man. I feel you. Well, we'll save the rest for tomorrow. For Matt and Bobby, I'm Wes. Thanks for listening to the Extra Point Recap Edition. We'll see you tomorrow. Later. Peace. Later.